Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer. Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out. So if you would like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod to show your support for just £3. Loads of our wonderful listeners have been and bought us a beer and we massively appreciate that. Thanks so much. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. Hi. Putting it fine this week. We are. Uh, yes. We've never recorded so close to releasing the podcast. It's going to be an interesting before. evening for me <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Any way I can help? Nope. Good. Okay. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come get my kids so to bed. It, so it's, it, it was uh, my wife's birthday yesterday. So we so we weren't going to do our usual Wednesday, and then we were going to record on Tuesday, but then they decided. to yeah, to decorate. <laughs> <laughs> I had last-minute so, uh, things I needed to do. So here we are, straight after work on Thursday. Um, mm. With uh, lots to talk about, though. Plenty to talk There's about. There's plenty to talk about. And it's our 40th episode, Greg. It Absolutely is. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. The time Excellent. is 6.01. A two. A one, one two, two, three, four. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. In the interest Get it out of the way. Get it out the way. In the, the interest way. of time, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Rapid. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. What have you been up to this week? Nothing? Great. Bloody day. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've been decorating and I am knackered from decorating. It's ridiculous. My house is still a mess, but we're getting there. The end is in sight. My son's bedroom is done. He slept in his own bed last night for the first time in years. And Amazing. it was wonderful. Oh, that is cool. That's, that's, yeah. I, remember, I remember the first time that happens and it's just like the best feeling. I mean, he didn't last in there. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. oh, it's fine. Yeah. It was what it was. How's your week cool. been? You back? How's being back yeah. in work? Back in work, kids back in school. It's all right. It's a bit weird having because now they've got to wear masks in the classroom, so mm. it's like thirty mini Baines looking at you, yeah. <laughs> Mister Smith. I don't understand question <laughs> Where's the Bunsen banner? <laughs> <laughs> probably thinking why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane um, so yeah but it's and it's dead bad because like they, they've figured out that they can like talk when you're talking and you can't figure out who's talking because you can't <laughs> <talk when you're laughs> so annoying um, have you have you seen you must have seen that video that old parody and somebody had just taken Bane's voice out and they put a rap and it's like this is my jam Ben, that's my name. <laughs> you have a name, Ben? Here's some pain. Yeah, good fun. Good <laughs> oh, fun. Um, oh, dearie me. It won't um, be the last time we're speaking about the Dark Knight trilogy today. No. Uh, <laughs> no, well, so, so, been back at work. Kids have been back at school. They absolutely love being back at school. Um, 
Oh, I've got taken delivery of some new furniture. I'm going to give a shout out again to this yeah. company. Uh, it's local to me, but they get the stuff anywhere. Tayola Furniture, uh, because we've had loads of gear off them, and we've just had our new chairs, and they're really, really nice. So we've had nice. this really nice. Um, it's all that industrial stuff made out of scaffolding and scaffolding poles, like mm. the, then powder coated and then like treated wood and stuff. And uh, they've we've got a bench. We've got some really cool like leather dining. Those chairs, chairs okay. Used to like they're being like a I don't know, like a cool sort of diner kind of thing. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. So this is, I mean, not affiliated with them in any way other than <laughs> we've had all, we've had all this gear off them and they're a local company and to me and. I just wanted to give them a bit of a shout out. Tayala, go and check them out. Yeah, awesome. Um, so this is our Quentin Tarantino episode. Ah, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> you do that and see how nearly. Text you can nearly. How Jesus. Many... Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, bets on it. Are we? Go- is it going to be? Ne- is Tarantino going to be next week? Do you reckon? I don't know. If you'd have asked me, if you if you'd asked me that other weekend, I would have said I don't think we would have got to this episode today but then oh, cool. actually things seem to have calmed down a lot so i reckon we'll probably right. we'll be all right for next week I <laughs> so yeah Brilliant. all good um, i want to give a quick shout out to um we've had a, a, a few new listeners and i want to give, give a quick quick shout out to uh new listener danny is uh hi, his wife hi danny his wife works with me and uh i was i just messaged her the other day about something work related and she was like oh thanks very much i was like why what um, and she just said, uh, "All I bloody hear is your voice now, because my husband listens to your podcast all the time." So thanks, Danny. <laughs> Keep it going, mate. Nice one. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. It's, yeah, um, yeah. I've had uh, after last time we, I did a few shout outs at the end. I had some messages like, "Where's my mention? Yeah. Can't mention. Can't mention you all." But no, th- thanks to thanks to everybody. Yeah. For listening, especially those, I don't know how many people have. It's quite a few people who have done. I reckon been here for forty weeks. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. If it, well, if you have, if you've if you've not missed a week, let us know. Give us a shout oh. out. Um, so we've had a we've had a few messages this week. Julia's messaged us. She said, "Just finished watching the two popes." This is off the back of last week's homework. Yeah. Uh, she said, "Ooh, I loved it. Uh, I probably yes. should know more about Catholicism, having taught at Catholic colleges for my whole career, but I learnt lots, laughed lots, and just really enjoyed it. The last scene was brilliant. Just two men of the cloth, chilling with a beer, watching the footy. Great recommendations, guys. Cool, brilliant. It's nice. I, I love that. That's it was that's a great like, recommendation. But that's like the most rewarding bit, isn't it? When like." You, rec- you recommend something and then you hear of other people going, watching it and, you know, that's, that's, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> did I lose you then? Sorry. Did you did you disappear? No. Oh, right, okay. Breaking news. Fine. It's not Fine. breaking news though. Have you got a question for me, Greg? I have got a question, Dave. What's coming up on the 40th <laughs> episode of Dad's On Film? Well, I'll tell you right now, Greg. Here we go. So next we are looking at last week's homework, which was Old Boy. Then we've got quite a bit of news, including the BAFTA nominations. After that, we're going to look at new release Moxie. Then we're going to have a chat with old friend Mark about film scores. We are also reviewing Coming to America. Our social idea this week finally is Finding Nemo. Then we've got Everyone's a Critic. And then we're going to be setting some homework. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is 40. Let's, let's do it, Mr. Smith. <laughs>
You think I'm putting on a voice, but this is actually what Tom Hardy sounds like. Your spirit or your spirit? <laughs> no, your, sp your spine or your spirit? No, that's it, no, it's your body. Your body or your spirit? The name's Bond! James Bond! Ugh, my nose is all uh... wet it now. Okay, so last week I set Greg the 2003 South Korean film Old Boy for homework. And I've got a question, Greg. Have you watched the homework? I have watched my homework. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm here <laughs> to hand it in. Good. Yes. Correct. Yes. Good. Wonderful. Okay. Do you want to give us some background? Yeah. Um, okay, so it's 2003 South Korean film that I had not heard of. Um, so it's obviously obviously subtitled um and it's on the back of its success it's had it's had at least one remake it might have even had two is it yeah it's an american, it's an american language american... remake uh, american yeah. language english language remake behave <laughs> yeah behave um. uh, um, but yeah yeah and I, I think it might have had other language other remakes in other countries as well um however uh, yeah it's um it, it's based on a japanese manga of the same name and it's about a bloke called Ode Su. Who, yeah, um, he put, he, he's you, you meet him at the start, and he's been arrested, um, sort of drunk and disorderly, I guess. And he's sort of in this um, police station, sort of giving it what for, um, making an absolute mess of himself. And then he gets picked up by his mate. Um, then, some short time later, uh, he he gets basically kidnapped, and he wakes up in a cell, uh, and he doesn't know why he's there. And he gets food passed to him under under the door, and. Uh, it soon transpires that he's there for 15 years where he mm. sort of, um, he, he has only a TV for entertainment and he does um, all his exercise in there and he does loads of shadow boxing and stuff and he's watching the news and various other programs and he finds out on by watching the news that his um, his family have been killed. His, well, he finds out his wife has been killed and he is accused, he is the prime suspect of murdering her as well. Mm. And uh, I think his daughter go and his daughter goes missing at that point. Is that right? His daughter goes yeah, missing. I think so. Um, yeah, so he then sort of spends the rest of the sort of fifteen years he's in there, sort of trying to do a very sort of Shawshank Redemption sort of dig out out mm. of the place um, behind behind his bed, getting a hole and he's reaching out. It feels feels the rain and that sort of significant moment, and then randomly. Uh, one day he gets released, and he gets released sort of in a suitcase uh, on a roof in the middle of nowhere, and um, he soon gets given just a phone and a wallet, and he tasks himself with, firstly tasks himself with finding his daughter, and uh, also um, finding his captor to find out why on earth he was put in a prison cell for 15 years. And that's pretty much the setup. Yeah. Yeah, sound about right? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Um, what I will say is it's a really, really well-made film and I was absolutely sort of drawn in uh, to the character of Odesu. Um, really fantastic character, um, fantastic performance. And, you know, you sort of... You, he, turns, he turns from this, you know, hopeless, drunken mess at the start of the film to when he comes out of prison, he's like this almost like action hero. Yeah. Uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
with with a sort of Liam Neeson look of determination in his eye uh, <laughs> that sort of like will stop at nothing in order to get to the bottom of what's sort of happened. Mm. And um, it's wonderfully, wonderfully shot. I really like um, the framing of a lot of the uh, of a lot of the shots and the way it uses sort of um, st- static cameras uh, and sort of like square on square on. Um, square on shots and sort of a lot of sort of symmetry and that sort of thing. I love mm. the sort of I love the color palette. Um, I, I love the tone of the film. Um, I like the I like the antagonist um, who uh, who he meets mm. and well actually there's a couple, a couple of them. Yeah, there's the a few guys, of those, but yeah, yeah, uh, very very sort of sinister. Um, <laughs> what 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 I don't like is that it ended up being one of the most films I've ever seen in my life and, uh, <laughs> yeah. on, 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 on the back of the, what ends up happening I couldn't in all good conscience, conscience recommend it to anyone else just because I felt really really weird having watched it yeah. Um, yeah. I won't say any more than that and I know that that's going to just bait people to go and find out what it's yeah. about or go and watch it but um, yeah um, and I mean, I mean for that reason I don't think I mean, not just for that reason but I, I, I don't think I thoroughly liked it just because I really <laughs> didn't didn't like the story. Um, yeah. But there's some really, really cool bits. There's a bit where, I mean, it's the best bits about him is this sort of where he, where he turns into this sort of martial arts ma- action hero and he, he ends up back at the prison he was originally pri- imprisoned in um, and um, ends up torturing the prison guard to find out who put him in prison in the first place. And then all these henchmen are sort of coming mm. at him and he's just fighting them all off. Yeah. And there's this brilliant scene where the lift opens and there's a load more henchmen. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's just he exhausted. The, but, but he, yeah, but then he goes in the lift and the, li- the lift opens downstairs and all the henchmen just fall out. Of fall it, out. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, well I said this last week, didn't I? It, it's a really odd film but it's a very yeah. impressive film. And I think that's the thing to take away. It, it's yeah, like you said, to quote Greg, it's so f***ed up. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's a beautifully crafted film. It's almost like slapstick to a certain extent. It's surreal at certain points. It's shocking. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, it's, it's definitely an experience. And I, and I wanted you to experience it um, because yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't say much more. Or what I will say, the uh, the English language remake directed by Spike Lee, um, Odessu is played, obviously it's a different name, but played by Josh Brolin. And yeah. the female character is played by um, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, that's how I looked into that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Wonder. Yeah. yeah, again, I think people are going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, um, can't really go into detail because it's pretty f***ed up. So, Greg, yeah. would you say this film was The Green Mile or Going In Style? Going In Style is this really bad. Um, it's Zach, uh, uh, Zach Braff directed film with like Morgan Freeman and Mike, Michael Caine. It's not very good. Oh, cool. Mm. Do, oh, do you know what? I'd, I'd love to be able to say Green Mile. I just can't. I can't put it on the good yeah. end. It's going to have to be going in style. Just I, just, I didn't. It wasn't an enjoyable experience. It was an experience. No. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah, yeah, you yeah. for putting me through it. But <laughs> nah. Cool. Where can we watch this film, Greg? I think hey, there's I worse things I read than Amazon. That. I yeah. did, did I, was that Amazon 99p? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, I think.
this is the news. Okay, so news. Um, so I mentioned good few weeks ago, um, but it was just a rumor. It's now confirmed. So they're making a Creed three. So this is the, obviously the Rocky spin-offs. Um, yeah. But Michael B. Jordan, who obviously plays uh, Creed, is confirmed. He's going. He's making his directorial debut with this film, which I think is quite cool. Um, because obviously the first one was directed by Ryan Coogler, who then went on to do uh, Black Panther. Um, yeah. But but now Michael B. Jordan, obviously having done two of them, kind of feels confident enough to make his directorial debut with this. So I think that's really cool. I I, I do like it when um, you know a fairly sort of reputable actor decides to go behind the camera and actually you know try it out and see and and see yeah, what the, yeah. see you know what happens. I suppose. That's cool. uh, I think and some people. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I, I was, I actually, I think it's funnier when like they don't do it again. <laughs> do you yes. know what I mean? And there's, there's <laughs> yeah. an example now. Um, oh. So yeah, there we go. Cool. Um, second bit of news. Go on. Uncle Ken news, Greg. Oh, is it about Boris? <laughs> no, that's that's TV. Did you see those prosthetics though? They were pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I no, texted, no. I texted Uncle Ken's daughter. I was like, oh my word, it, his niece. Uncle, uh, sorry, his niece. Sorry, I, I, I texted if you had his daughter's Ken's... number. Bloody hell! <laughs> I, te- I texted Uncle Ken's niece and I said, "Oh my yeah. word, Uncle Ken's doing Boris," and she was like, "I know, I'm mortified. I'm absolutely mortified." <laughs> <laughs> well, Uncle Ken is directing a BG's biopic. Oh, cool! How oh, deep nice. is your love, Greg? Is that what it's called? Deep? I don't know. Probably will be. I can imagine. Or, no, it'll be called Stay Alive, won't it? But then I suppose that was, well, that well, was the uh, well, actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the which one we got left, Barry. But, Barry's the uh, yeah. <laughs> Barry, Barry Gibbs <laughs> staying alive. <laughs> but I tell you what, my favorite my favorite BG track is the theme for Greece. I think it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, which it was. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't. Was it Frankie Valley? I think it's oh, Frankie it? Valley, but didn't they write it or something? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So yeah, I, lo- I genuinely love how deep is your love. John Frusciante used to cover it. Uh, you know, like half. You know, like halfway through a Chili Peppers set, Frusciante would just do yeah. like a random, a random song. Like he do like Tiny Dancer just on his own. He did uh, How Deep Is Your Love, and it's just. Oh, oh cool. unreal, unreal. Nice. That guy's a talent. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. Bee Gees, why not? You know, they're doing yeah, every other I bugger, think... so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? I mean, it's only yeah, a matter of time, innit? Let's face it. Yeah. Um, it was, okay. Who have we not? That's a good point. Who have we yeah, not that is a good point. Pick off yet? Um, so, the bit that we go on. So we, haven't had, we had a Stones by a pick? We haven't. No, no not really. Okay. No, we haven't had a Beatles one. Yeah, we've had Beatles. Um, no, we don't really had Beatles though. You've had oh, the Lennon one. Okay, yeah, that's what it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowhere boy. Um, was on. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, Johnny Cash. We don't really have like a proper Bob Dylan one because they did that really weird. Uh, they had four or five actors. Yeah. They had um, Kate Blanchett. Did it, did it like, she one. was the best one. But yeah, um, it's probably another like they're making the Elvis one now, aren't they? Yeah, in Australia. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Who would you like to see? They're inevitably going to do an Oasis one at some point, aren't they? Yeah. Who would I like to see? A biopic. 
quite like to see a Chili's one because they've got a lot of history. Oh. Like, so have like, you ever, read, have you the... ever read Scar Tissue, Anthony Kiedis' autobiography? No. It's just but, uh, mental. You know, that's it. There's a lot of there's a lot of big sort of long dirty past to the chili peppers, mm. isn't there? So that's, yeah, that's um, that'd be a really good shout, actually. Could hmm. be really cool. Quite interesting. Like okay, cool. Um, last little bit before we get into the Baftas. Do you remember? Um, did you ever watch District Nine? The Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah great like film. really good film. So that, yeah. that came out what? Near, well, well over ago. 10 years ago. Oh, well, yeah, 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 probably over 10 years ago. Um, and everybody's always, you know, saying when we're getting the sequel to it, or we're getting the sequel, we're getting a District 10. Um, fantastic. Kind of fantastic, yeah. but then on the other hand, maybe not so much because he hasn't actually had that, you know, he's not met the the sort of high standard of, of District 9. So he did District 9, then he did um, uh, Elysium with Matt Damon, then he did Chappie. And then maybe he's done a few other little bits, but uh, the none of them were quite there. So I'm hoping, you know, he, he with the same characters and you know, uh, back yeah. with um, what's his name, Shalto Copley. You know, we might yeah. sort of get there again with the with was District it, Ten. Was it was it filmed in South Africa? Or was it? Yeah, yeah, it's all filmed in yeah. Johannesburg. You know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's all, that's great where film. it's set. Is that where it's set? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I just yeah. I wonder it's if it's so a long. metaphor. Mm. Yes. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, no. It's uh, yeah. Eleven years. Twelve. Eleven years ago. July two thousand nine. Nine. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wicked. Great film. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Baftas then, Gregory. Okay. So we've got Bafta nominations this week and Oscar nominations next week. So it's uh, oh nice. Here we are. That we are in in the thick of uh, sort of award season. I've been looking forward forward to the Baftas for quite some time because mm. just knowing that we've seen quite a lot. I mean, obviously, the Baftas isn't just British films yeah. that it that it awards, but it has categories for British films, and we've seen loads of nice little British films this this past year. So, again, there's a lot in there of stuff we haven't been able to see yet, which I found even more mental than mm. with the, with the Grammys. Uh, sorry, with the Golden Globes and um, the Oscars because <laughs> it's the Baftas and they've not been released in Britain yet. But whatever. Anyway, best film. Mm. Yeah, well, both. Father. The father, not had yet. The the, the Mauritanian, that's the mm-hmm. um, uh, Jodie Foster one that we've not that's had yet. That's the Jodie Foster one that's coming out next month, I think. Yep. Uh, Nomadland, that's the Francis McDormand one. We've not had that yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Promising Young Woman. This is the um, Carrie Mulligan. Me. Carrie Mulligan one, which has not come out yet. It's supposed to be absolutely amazing. Uh, Trial of Chicago 7. That's the only one of those that we have seen. Um so, mm. right, well, whatever. Wow. I can't comment on that. That's ridiculous. Um, but a little bit more interesting for us, um, the Outstanding British Film category. Okay. This first one, big surprise yeah. to me, because for me, like when I suggested we watch it, it I didn't realise it was sort of up there. I wasn't even sure it was released in the last year, but Calm With Horses, that uh, Irish one we watched. That's, that's oh, top wow. of the British film. No, that was 20... Yeah, that was 2019. Well, I thought it was. So how the but... hell does that qualify? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was like November 19, but wow, oh, what yeah. a bloody film. Yeah, wow. amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so much so that... Sorry, we're, we're going to... When things open up, we're going to take 
Ben horse riding. <laughs> oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's because oh, that's the whole thing about his that's autistic, what they do with his, his autistic son. Ah, yeah. yeah, amazing. So that's really, really see what cool. happens, and then I'm gonna become a boxer and then be uh, an enforcer for an Irish crime family. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think? Can I come? Can I come? <laughs> um, oh, that's been there. Um, Continue. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, The Dig, uh, which is yeah. uh, the film, the Ray Fiennes film we saw the other week that's mm. on Netflix now, when we absolutely really love that. Uh, the Father, not seen. Right. Your favourite film, one of your favourite films of the last year, His yeah. House. His um, House. Belting. Yeah, man. Yeah, really cool film. Yeah. I don't think it'll win, but... It no. was great, that film. Limbo, which I don't know and I haven't heard of. You know, Have you heard of Limbo? I don't know nothing about this film. No? Hmm. Okay. Uh, Mauritanian, which I didn't even know it was British, but sure. Um, Mogul, Mogul Mowgli. Have you heard of this? Oh, this yeah. Is, um, I've this heard This is Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Riz Ahmed. Um, and I, I missed it. It came out, I think it came out in October. I need to look at it. We might, it might be worth us going checking it out because I've heard loads about it. Okay, uh, Promising Young Woman. Uh, again, not got that yet. Yeah. Um, absolutely lift, Absolutely made my heart smile to see Locks mm-hmm. nominated for yeah. Outstanding British Film. What a lovely, lovely film that is. Uh, to go back to sort of like November time when we did the, um, when we did the Halloween drive-through special that's when we spoke about yeah. box so go check that out uh, and also uh your favorite horror film of last year saint maud uh, mm. so what do you reckon out of them i think promising young woman's gonna get it i think yep. promising young woman will get it but i wouldn't be surprised if rocks wins rocks Just incidentally we yeah. i mean I'm getting some of the other categories, but Rocks has had so many nominations, uh, which is really, really good. Director, so another round again. Mentioned. We'll keep hearing this another round. I'll have to see it. Um, Thomas Vinterberg, uh, Baby Teeth, don't know that. Shannon Murphy, Minari, uh, Lee Isaac Chung, Nomadland, uh, Chloe Zahao, Covardi Ada, Covardi Ada, and Rocks again, Sarah, Sarah Gavron. Hmm. So that again, I see Rocks there. That's director. surprising. It's a surprising sort of uh, group of films that for best director, but yeah, cool. yeah. Original screenplay is an interesting character category. So you got this another round again. So that's another, another nomination for another round. Yeah, uh, Mank, uh, which we sort of, Jack Fincher. We have sort of mixed thoughts about that. Yeah. Uh, Pro- Promising young woman. Um, so actually, funnily enough, that's interesting, isn't it? How it credited Jack Fincher for Mank, who is. Well, well, remember Jack Finch's David yeah. Finch's dad, um, who wrote it many mm. years ago. So David Finch just sort of pulled it out and sort of adapted it from his dad's old screenplay. Promising Your Woman, Emerald Fennel, uh, Emerald Fennel, sorry, uh, Rocks, Trees Are Coco, and Claire Wilson, and The Trial of Chicago Seven. Aaron Sorkin, what do you reckon there? Mm. I think Mank. You think Mank will get that really? Yeah, I reckon so. It's the Baftas. They like to take a chance a little bit. The Baftas, I think, and I, yeah. I think they'll, yeah, do something a bit different. This was really nice to see. Like leading actress, 
Bucky Bakray from Rocks. It's her first ever acting role. Yes. Um, yeah. And she's just sensational in she it. Gets I say it's first. I say first ever. It's first ever feature role. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, she's just wonderful in it. Um, also, interestingly, uh, Rada Blank, the forty-year-old version. And that's the one that Eric Blanco shot. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. She's absolutely sensational in that. Mm. Uh, Francis McDormand, Nomadland. Um, Wunmi Musaku uh, from His House. And yeah. another another nice one for us to see is Alfred Woodard uh, for Clemency. Yeah. So you've got Clemency, yeah. two, two actors that Eric Branco, our boy, <laughs> yeah. uh, has shot our boy in Brank. that lead actress category. So how cool nice. is that? That's me. That's really uh, cool. Unfortunately, though, I think Francis McDormand's going to get it. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, leading actor, uh, then Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Can't comment because we've not mm-hmm. seen it. Chadwick for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which we have seen. Uh, Adarsh Gurav for The White Tiger. Anthony mm. Hopkins for The Father. We've not seen that. Mads Mikkelsen for Another Round. Uh, and Tahar Rahim for The Mauritanian. Um, it, I mean, uh, it'd be great, great White to see Tiger, Adarsh. Yeah. Adarsh Gurav, that'd be awesome. And he's just pretty awesome, pretty incredible in that. Yeah. Um, so that'd be really nice. Uh, okay, just do a couple more. Um, okay, so we'll just do the supporting actor and actress then. Um, Neve Alger for Calm with Horses. So Neve Alger must be his nice, yeah, his wife. Kosar Ali, the kind of X, X, yeah. Kosar Ali for Rocks. Uh, I guess, I guess she's the uh, Somalian, her Somalian mate. Maria Bakalova for Borat, subsequent movie film. Yeah. She was, actually, to be fair, she was brilliant in that. Mm-hmm. She was the star of it. Uh, Dominique Fishback she was great, for Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah. Um, so we've not seen Judas and the Black Messiah yet. Uh, Ashley Medekwi Med- uh, Med- uh, Med- for County Lines. Um, another interesting film I really want to see um, because it's about a topic that's quite sort of close to my heart um, with sort of like... I feel the work. Ju Hung Yoon in Minari. Uh, so, obviously, you've seen Calm with Horses, seen Rocks, seen Borat. It'd be quite cool to see Maria Bakalova uh, get it because she's just. Yeah. Brilliant. I think people thought she was going to get more than she actually did. She's, you know, she's yeah. not actually won. I don't think she's won any so far. No, she didn't win any Globes. No. In the awards season. Uh, so. I'm finally supporting actor then Daniel Kaluuya, who's obviously one of my favourite actors I've spoken about. Great deal for it. But Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. so I've not seen that yet. Uh Barry Keegan for Calm with Horses. Um yeah, he's the he's the his mate, yeah. isn't he? He's really sort of sly. Mm, he's um, brilliant he, in that. Uh Alan Kim uh, for Minari, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, uh, Clark Peters uh, for Defy Bloods, and Paul Ra- Racky, Paul Reiki for Sound of Metal. Uh so out of that I'd love to see Barry Keegan get it for Calm with Horses. Uh but Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. That would be great, great actually. So, yeah, that is the BAFTA nominations. Uh, 11th of April, Greg. So, not too long to wait. You know, just over a month yeah, to well. wait now uh, for the BAFTAs. Great. Can I sit with you guys? Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, and thanks for giving me this. I really needed a sign from the universe that there were actual humans here. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I don't know. I, I found it in the girls' bathroom. 
It's a zine. In the Bay Area, there are tons of them at shows, but it's the first time that I've seen one here. Sorry, we are not the Bay Area. So, are you guys gonna do the thing that it says for tomorrow? It says to draw hearts and stars on your hands to show support. Yeah, I was gonna do it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> why? What do you mean, why? Oh, I mean, like, what's the goal? Revolution, baby! <laughs> Okay, so a couple of new films this week. But the first one we're going to speak about is Moxie, which is out on Netflix at the moment. It's sort of this high school comedy drama directed by Amy Poehler, um, who also stars in it as the mum of Vivian, uh, who's played by Hadley Robinson. And on the face of it, it's this sort of like high school. It's, it's an absolute modernization of the sort of high school um drama comedy sort of film that we've had yeah. plenty of over the years but it's absolutely mm. but it's but it's something completely new completely different and it's something that's sort of very much um very much sort of relevant to sort of yeah. our time it, and yeah. it it brings it to sort of 2021 fantastically and it is something different that we've sort of never seen before so fed up with the sexist and toxic status quo at her high school uh vivian's this sort of shy sort of um, introvert 16 year old and she's inspired by she finds out about a mum's rebellious past so she anonymously punches publishes this is it a zine or a zine it's a zine you know, yeah zine. A zine, they call them. it's like yeah. a self self-made little um magazine that's made with sort of old cutouts and things like that and then sort of copies of and she puts piles of them in the school toilets and around the school um all sort of covertly and to try and make this sort of revolution um against against all the sexism in the school and i have to say i absolutely loved it uh Mm. it's it's interesting film because i mean it's it, it there's it's not very subtle in the way it sort of like brings home its message. It's quite heavy handed, but it's also, it does it in a way that even though it's heavy handed, it's cool as hell. And it yeah. gives, it gave me a sort of really sort of warm feeling. Um, and it, at the end, actually, it, it, towards the end, it actually made me quite emotional. Got a bit dusty in the room <laughs> yeah. when I was watching yeah. it. Yeah. Felt yeah. that. Um, but you got some sensational performances from a really young cast. And on the face of it, it's it's nothing that I would normally um, like, but it does such an amazing job of um, getting across this message of actually, for, for me, the message, a lot of the message is the fact that these young people, what could be achieved by them in a, in a yeah. in an institution such as a school where you know you've got plenty of adults there who are very sort of set in the ways, and sort of they're able to see that actually. Even though they're only sixteen, this 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 is wrong. Everything about mm. this is wrong. Everything about the way the sort of the football team is paraded around, and the captain of the football team is this sort of hero that's put on a pedestal for everyone, and actually he's a yeah. bit of a knob. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, proper but all... sleazy term, Patrick Schwarzenegger, isn't it? Yeah, playing the, playing the sort of uh, the the quarterback, and he is jock, a real dirtbag. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, brilliantly and, played. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and. They get fed up that all the girls. Well, there's this sort of thing at the start where, where all the girls are being rated by all the guys, and so mm. many of the girls are just like it's just part of school and it's just something yeah. that's always happened. Um, and it takes just a couple of them to sort of question it and go, well, "Hang on, how do we put up? Why do we put up with that?" Mm. And and actually, it's that's the sort of 
not a metaphor, but even though that's just happening within a school, that's that's the same sort of society. There's so much yeah. stuff that's that has been just the norm over the years that nobody's questioned about sort of you know why why men get to do x y and z and why men get to behave the way they do and nobody sort of questions it but actually it's when you start to question it when you start to pick it apart it actually makes it seem ludicrous and i really like the um, use of the principal shelly i think she's called yeah yeah um obviously female principal who is one of the one of the characters who is most stuck in their ways and most um complicit with all these sort of sexist practices um within the school and the sexist sort of uh, traditions and mm. you know and she's not just complicit she you know tries to she on the receiving end of of complaints and when people try to draw attention to it trying to sweep it under the rug and pretend it doesn't exist um so it was really really cool in that respect i would absolutely recommend anyone with uh, probably teenagers. Uh, I think it's rated to twelve, but anyone with, with teenagers to sit down with them and watch it. It's something that sort of the, you know, if you've got older kids, the family can enjoy together because um, it's really entertaining and it's got some really sort of quite powerful messages there as well. What did you think to Moxie? Sorry, Dave. It was rubbish. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, yeah, I, re- I really liked it. Maybe, maybe didn't love it quite as much as uh, as you do. But I'm not a teacher in a high school, so yeah, okay. that could that could be why. But it was, it, yeah, it was really, really good. I loved all the messages. Very, very important stuff. Amazing performances. Uh, Amy Poehler. Um, this is the second film she's directed. She directed a film maybe last year for Netflix as well called Wine Country, which had like all of her Saturday Night Live, uh, all, the, all like the women who used to be on Saturday Night Live, and yeah, it, it was it was fine. I think she's really stepped up for this one. It, it's far more sort of emotional and like poignant, I suppose. Um, yeah. I really loved, and I, I what was really refreshing for me. Um, Again, you know, coming off the back of a lot of these sort, like you said, these sort of like high school films, and especially like uh, almost like female, like focused high school films. So, you know, we've got things like Mean Girls, and uh, mm. we've got a, a film a couple of a couple of years ago uh, called Booksmart, which is this yeah. is a good little companion piece, really really great film. Um, uh, but I really like seeing sensitive males. In it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, and her boyfriend, he's uh, yeah, he's the best thing about it. And I suppose it's quite sad saying that about the, you know, these wonderful female performances, but us like picking up on the male. <laughs> but the, her boyfriend is such a sensitive guy, and it's so refreshing yeah. and so like, so like, just lovely to see that actually on on screen. Whereas you know, and again, like just juxtaposed against like. Ked Patrick Schwarzenegger in it uh, but again brilliant like performance as I said earlier but it was just really nice to see um, I love the soundtrack like, sorry, really really shut, good shut the door because no, no, if you can hear it's bath time yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm just going to uh, shut the door it's fine don't worry <laughs> Um, yeah, love the soundtrack, the kind of like uh, Rebel Girl kind of soundtrack, which is really cool. And I, th- I agree with you on, on the outset. It kind of feels like this, like, you know, it felt a little bit cute for, for what it wanted to be. But then actually it it, it, it it turns into this sort of, it feels cute, but it's, it ends up, it's got a bit of a bite to it, the film. Uh, it's this angst-ridden sort of rebellious, like, delight i suppose it was just uh yeah it, it was yeah. it was great it was good fun but actually it was it was it was important and i think that's that's the kind of key takeaway from it 
I really, really liked Hadley Robinson uh, in the central performance as well. I'm, uh, I think she's yeah. definitely going to be an actor to like to really watch. Um, I'm, you know, interested to see what she does next. Just, definitely. just a little. Just going back to um, Seth, the character Seth and Nico yeah. and I completely know what you mean when you say sort of like I see a sensitive male, but I, and and I completely know why you say that. I don't. I'm not sure that's what you mean because, like, the thing about him is he's just. He's just he's just nice. He's completely nice. Yeah. Not a d- and and just how guys should be really. Yeah. yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, that's no, it, he's, he's, it's stuff. It's stuff like when she she kind of gets more of an attitude through throughout the film and get and gets more uh, confident, which is great. But it's like that they're having like a romantic moment in a car and she kind of wants yeah. to take the next step. And he's like, actually, he's like, no, I don't really want my first <laughs> yeah. time to be in a car. And it's yeah. just, it's quite, yeah, yeah. it's quite nice. That kind oh, of role yeah. reversal. Cause usually, you know, in things That's that it. we've, That's we've kind of been presented it. with like yeah. American pie and things like that. And actually it's not always that like that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it, yeah. it was nice to see it done in a different way, I suppose. Yeah. That's, and, what like what a role model I think is yeah exactly it's really yeah. just just absolutely just wonderful and and lovely great skateboarder yeah yes <laughs> and a great skateboarder cool <laughs> okay would you say Greg this film was Spider Man Far From Home or When in Rome uh, Far From Home please definitely where can we see this film Greg it is available on Netflix now. So, as we've mentioned, it's our 40th anniversary episode. Yep. It's our 40th episode. So we thought we'll do something a little bit different and we'll we bring back fan favourite. Why not? We, we'll, yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll go for that, Mark. Uh, yep. Yeah, so Mark's, here, Mark's joined us. We've said for, for months and months and months that we wanted to do an episode all about sort of film scores and music and film. And obviously there's only one person we could possibly ask. Uh, to to come on and talk to us about that, and it's Mark. So well, they, welcome. Well, they weren't available. So, they weren't uh, available. <laughs> so Mark's jumped on last minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a pleasure. Hello, everyone. Hello, yo. yo. Hello. Uh, that's you said that remind me. Have you, have you ever seen the the Ringo Starr video? You know when he said you said fan favorite. You seen the Ringo Starr video where he's begging his fans to stop sending him letters, and he's going. No more letters. I've told you. No. no time to do it anymore. No more letters. It's really funny. I'll have to send it. It's amazing. Uh, I could just Peace imagine Mark doing that. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Uh, anyway, yeah. Nice to have you back. How long um, is happy it birthday, Mark. For how, 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 week. Did you have Did you have a good birthday? I had a lovely, I had a lovely birthday. Thank you. Yeah. So it's been a while since Mark's been on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. But, so Mark was on last time. We were talking about sort of like what were we talking about? Was it like music, like songs Disney. in film or something? What was it? it? Was musicals, wasn't it? it was oh, musicals. musicals! There we go. Of course it was. Uh, course. Yeah, oh yeah, because it was musicals, and then Mark was like, "I don't really like musicals very much." <laughs> <laughs> How are you with scores, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really into music to be honest with you. It's not really my thing. Um... <laughs> I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. So, film 
film scores, film music. <laughs> what are we talking about, Mark? What's what's uh, what's good? Has Grace just got the death? No, the funniest thing about this (laughs) is we're recording last minute on a Thursday and you're panicking about editing it and it's going to take you a year to sound like we're actually in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Well, we better make it quick then. (laughs) So, scores, Mark. What are we we talking? Well, uh, let let me start you off then. And I think we... You can't really have this discussion without talking about Hans Zimmer, can you? Really? No. Hans Zimmer is is the film composer of this age, in my opinion. Um, he he and you know I did a bit of research for this, and and it's when you start researching them, you realise why they are where they are and why they are hailed as as gods amongst men. Um, <laughs> I mean, Hans Zimmer, so he started, let, let's just go through, I'll just, I'll just walk you through what I've got and walk you through his career and, and, and you'll see why he's, you know, people hail him as such an, an amazing dude. He started off in the 80s uh, and he did Rain Man. Yeah, uh, I always remember that. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't mm. realise. Like, and that was like one of his first things. And if you listen to that, it is so 80s. Yeah. Have you, like it is like the epitome of eighties. It's like proper Paul Simon kind of stuff. Um, uh, but but really cool. But what I, what I noticed is when I was listening to that is even then, I think the thing that really defines Hans Zimmer is his is his use of percussion hmm. uh, in his tracks. Like there's so much drive behind his music. It's so exciting to listen to. And even then, even back in Rayman, you can hear that underneath it. Yes, it's got the 80s kind of sounds and stuff, but even then you can hear it. Yeah. It doesn't really do much. Like, it, Well, in the 90s, you've got Days of Thunder. Again, I've not seen that. Is that? Yeah, it's, it's Tom Cruise. It's, it's essentially Top Gun, but NASCAR. Right, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly, he's doing Top Gun, isn't he? He's doing the new Is one. Uh... Yeah. So he's doing the new Top Gun. Uh, Thelma and Louise, Cool Runnings. He did the Cool yeah. Runnings. Oh, did he? Nice. Yeah. I suppose he did. I suppose there's a actually for now I'm now I'm sort of thinking about it. There's quite a lot of echoes in the Cool Running score that you kind of get in Rain Man a little bit. It's almost a little bit like it's a bit kind of Calypso-y. Do, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's a little bit kind of Caribbean, which I, I never thought really fit Rain Man, but it was it was quite interesting. That's something that I like about Hans Zimmer, though. I mean, he's so good at taking like a you know culture, if you like, mm. and putting it into his music without it being super stereotypical, without yeah. it being like a, you know obvious kind of use. The main one in the nineties for me, and possibly one of my favorite film scores of all Lion time, King. which is a bit sort of like Lion King. Lion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, I mean, obviously, you know Lion King for the songs. We talked about Lion yeah. King musicals week, didn't we? And you know it for the songs, which isn't Zimmer as that's Elton John, obviously. Um, but Life the music in between is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. It's amazing. Again, so this is not a good a good example, really, of him taking that that cultural African music. And he, he, he co-wrote this, actually, with a, a South African um, composer called Lebowem. Uh, who who did uh, a lot of the he, he did the stage show as well um, ah, of the cool. King. And I just think it's it's an absolutely beautiful score. Like he, uh, the the melodies in it that he uses in there are so beautiful. The stampede scene, don't yeah. you know that with the voices, like yeah. all the voices in that, and and yeah. and it's just it's so clever. And I think I mean that's that's the first one of Hans Zimmer stuff really that stands out to me. And like I said, it's up there in my top three favorite scores of all time, just because I think that that the the melody Hans Zimmer is not known for his melodies, but mm. that particular score is 
beautiful, I think. Really, yeah. really nice. And a lot of those melodies ended up being like turned into full songs for the stage show of it, which yeah. is, yeah, great. Absolutely love it. Amazing. Cool. Mm. In the noughties then, he goes on to do like bigger films then. So he does uh, Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. Um, Gladiator. Yeah. That's cool. That is a score. And again, an idea of him <laughs> that taking that. Is a score. It is. And uh, in, in just taking that cultural influence, but not use it stereotypically. So atmospheric, yeah. so dramatic, really, really cool. Pearl Harbor, Hannibal, The Ring, The Last Samurai, and then he randomly Shark Tale and Madagascar, which was. Ugh. Yeah, I know, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, but the, it the is Sim- in the Simpsons movie, apparently. When... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did the Simpsons movie as well. It's in the 2000s, though, isn't it, when he does his first one with uh, with Nolan? Um, yeah. Batman Begins, mm. which I always think it's bold because I know Batman as being um, Danny Elfman. Elfman. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a good score. Like, yeah. I'm not a big fan of Elfman. I'm not really a big, I'm not really into his kind of music, uh, but um, the, yeah, the, 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 the Batman one, I thought it was amazing. I really, really love that, that dark minor sort of melody that he that he uses that theme that he uses uh, for the like, the opening bit of, of batman um, Ooh, well, it's like big swells isn't it and stuff yeah. like that yeah it's well it's really clever that if you actually, sorry it, it's really clever that because actually if you listen to that 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 one phrase that ba, da, 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 that one yeah. phrase is used and he just repeats it throwing it around yeah. different instruments playing it backwards playing it higher, yeah. playing it faster, because then, you know, you then get into the you know, that bit. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just one theme that he just keeps varying, and it's so clever. So actually, I'm not a fan of Elfman, but that's a, that's, that is yeah. a good score. That. And I think, I think <laughs> the th- something about the Dark Knight trilogy, so much of it, and so much of the tone that of the film that Nolan created was the, was the, the sound design and the score and yeah. all that element to it, and that's what gave it the revolutionary, for want of a better word, Batman sort of mm. vibe that no one had seen yeah. before. Well, just just look at the Dark Knight with the you know the Joker's the why so serious with it? It's razor blades on a guitar, isn't it? The, the just that, like, you know the famous story with that is Zimmer recorded something like sixteen hours. And then yeah. basically gave it to Nolan, and Nolan listened to the entire thing on a on a plane from like London to LA or something like that, isn't it? Um, but it's just yeah. fascinating. It's so cool. Well, that's what he spent. He spent most of the time trying to capture the sound of the Joker. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, you're right. It was like something like 24 hours of, of mm. just pure anarchy. Uh, like some of the sounds that he was creating and and that's what he was after he was pure anarchy and apparently nolan was uh, in the end nolan didn't actually choose he was just like it, you know i feel disturbed after listening to that so <laughs> yeah, ended up just going with the one that yeah. he kind of uh likes which i think works really well i mean yeah but like let's say let's think of um john williams yeah and like, john williams is his for one of his first big films was jaws mm. the ability to kind of epitomize that character in two mm. notes, yeah, is amazing. Well, Zimmer goes and smashes that by epitomizing yeah. the character. One thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I which, like which that. is, which is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, great. Yeah. And I think it's when when Zimmer, he's an obviously an amazing composer. I think it's when he starts working with Nolan when mm. 
that's that's what makes him that different composer. That, that yeah. that's when you hear his unique sound. I think with with the Nolan stuff. Yeah, well, it's again like Dark Knight Rises. How different the the kind of how different it is what what he does and how he approaches it. So with obviously with the Dark uh, sorry with Batman Begins, it is more of like a you know uh, an ominous kind of like luring score in. Uh, uh, Dark Knight, it's the, the anarchy, the the like withheld sort of scratching, and then in the in Dark Knight Rises, it's like that almost like chant, isn't it? That they, that they do the it's like yeah, what are they yeah. saying? Rise, yeah, amazing. <laughs> but it's like to do something completely different. You know, it's still got that percussion, like you were saying. Like, it's felt very percussive, isn't it? But it's completely different to what you would expect from a, you know, a Batman film. It's amazing. It's and so and cool. it's, I find that you tend to find that scores don't get spoken about enough because can you imagine those some of those Nolan films without the Zimmer score? And it, yeah. it's 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 another actor actor in the room. It's another performer. It's it's just as important as the cinematography because that's what builds the tension that's what builds the emotion when you're watching it and you, you know can you can you imagine the music being stripped out of these films it just would like app would just be empty complete emptiness wouldn't they so it it's but it tends to get i mean zimmer, zimmer is spoken about a lot but scores in general t- tend to get missed a bit from discussion especially when people are sort of you know reviewing films and i think we're probably guilty of it sometimes as well i, re- I reckon if we went yeah. back and some of the great films we've spoken about i bet we've omitted speaking about the scores and when actually a lot of the time they bring all the emotion to the film really i went to see um it was immense did they do the thing where they f- play film clips behind the orchestra and play over the film no, it, uh, I've, I've done that. I went to watch um, uh, uh, Jurassic Park with a live symphony orchestra. That was amazing. So you're just watching the film, but you've got the live orchestra in front of you. That, that was that was an experience. That the if you ever get the chance to do that, we saw it at the yeah, Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, well, um, I was supposed to be watching Return of the Jedi at Albert Hall, but obviously COVID. Yeah. So that. Uh, well if you get the chance to go and do that at any point i totally recommend it it was it was amazing so good i mean any any live orchestral performance is amazing but then to see it with with the film it's just what an experience but with Hans zimmer yeah you didn't there were no snippets of stuff it was essentially just a rock rock concert but he 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 performs he's there on the front with his guitar he had uh, johnny marr was playing with him so Johnny oh, wow. Marr was playing as part of the orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. uh, the guy from Incubus was there as well. Um, uh, it, it was insane. insane. So, yeah, yeah. so let's let's do a nice little segue from Hans Zimmer because the, the Hans Zimmer film, um, the, well, the big one that's coming up is No Time to Die, which we're expecting uh, in the autumn, hopefully, all things being well. He wasn't meant to be doing No Time to Die. He took over that from uh, yeah. Dan Romer. He's doing Dune. Was it Dune? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. So it means he couldn't do Tenet. So um, so Nolan sort of uh, goes out to tender um, and ends up with uh, Ludwig Göransson for uh, for Tenet. So um, this is something that stands out, stood out to me just because of the very interesting way in the a lot Tenet. I don't think this is a spoiler. Is all about sort of t- you know time moving in two directions and things going backwards and things like that. And straight away that first. Um, Prologue 
um, the first prologue as apart from as opposed to the second prologue. Um, the, the first <laughs> the scene where you see the see the orchestra in Kiev and they're all preparing and you hear these strings that are like very like backward strings, aren't they? And mm. immediately you get that that you get that sense of I mean, most people going into it know it that it's got to do with time travel, but you feel that sort of sensing shift in time just from those opening strings at the start, don't you? Yeah, well he's he's very much into his tech. He's, he's he's really into his technology. I mean, uh, I you know I, again it, before Tenet, I didn't know anything about this guy, and the worry was it's not Zimmer, wasn't it? That was the worry, and it's like, is this going to work? But I I I wouldn't have known. I think it's it's quite a Zimmer esque score that he's done, but he's definitely got his Absolutely. own stamp, and he's he's coming from a more sort of tech background. He he, he he's a producer. He, he produced um, Charles Gambino, Donald Glover. Oh, nice, oh, cool. So he's done basically all of his back catalogue is is him. What I do know, interestingly, about that film is that um, a lot of scores, a lot of scores are put on sort of after the production of the film and sort of like go layered over afterwards and sort of played to to the film. But this is almost backwards. Like Gonson was sending Nolan stuff whilst he was on set, and Nolan was listening to stuff as he was filming and almost making some some of the film match. The scores that he was getting from Goinson, which is you know a different way of doing things, pretty cool. That could, I mean, that could be his his, his inexperience really, because he's not done loads, you know, uh, Goinson. He's not really done loads. I think that the two things of note before that were Black Panther, mm. really really good yeah. score, yeah. and uh, Creed. He did Creed as well. He won. He won. Um, he, he, I think he won some awards for that actually. Yeah, so it's Ryan like Ryan Coogler directed both of those. So, um, yeah, so he's obviously done. Sorry, yeah, yeah, he obviously got a good relationship with Ryan Coogler. Then be interesting to see if he does, you know, Black Panther two or or, or whatever. Interesting, interesting. The um, yeah, just going back to Tenet. Then I, it's 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 this it's the it's his use of of. of tech technology really since he, he he uses loads of like retro synths which i think is really cool like mini mogs and and um just loads of modular synthesis and stuff he's well into it so i think that that's that's really cool and, and he's like also a got a bit of a I suppose that... sorry sorry i was gonna sorry, sorry, sorry this delay man it's, it's quite about it's about six seconds but he, he does a lot of like um sort of sounds like enveloping like with these these swells it's it's Really, really quite bizarre sort of like again. It's that synthetic sound that you're speaking about, but it, it, it's clear that it's nothing you could create with acoustic instruments alone. Mm. I was reading somewhere that no, there's Nolan's voices in it as well. That they've he I can't remember exactly where I was reading it and what he said, but Nolan's they recorded Chris Nolan actually saying something. And then they've reversed it and sort of used that to, you know, make a big soundscape, which I think is pretty oh, cool. That's cool. That is cool. Uh, he's done, I mean, I know we don't talk about TV, uh, but he, he did The Mandalorian. Oh, did he? Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, so what, that's pretty what cool. What is this TV? What is TV? What is this television? Television. Cool. So, should we, should we talk about the, the one big omission? That we, the, the, the main giant. guy we've not spoke about, <laughs> the king. Yeah, go on. Uh, <laughs> I've not really got anything on him to be honest with you, because I, 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 well, I, obviously he's, he's, he's epic. Basically, obviously he's, he's <laughs> amazing, isn't he? Um, it, I mean, every, every big film ever. 
<laughs> is, 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 is John Williams. I think yeah. it's really interesting that he did. Um, I, I, I was watching something, uh, a documentary uh, on um, uh, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. It's really I interesting. Wonder if you're about watching that the same because... one as me. Um, the one on Netflix. Netflix. About, yeah. The yeah. Old, oh, yeah. I was watching the same one. And they it, just like they kept... basically just rang him on the like, There's no way he's going to do this, but let's just yeah. let's just try it. And, and he was like, "Yeah, right, well, yeah, why not?" I think, I think it was quite it was quite late <laughs> on as well. It was quite late on. I, I think I think they pretty much made the film. I'm sure. And, and then they were like, oh, we, "Right, let's see if we get John Williams I to think... score it." And <laughs> they go, "Oh, we forgot the music." <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little bit like that. It was it was kind of like they didn't they basically didn't think it was going to do well because it had like no big names in it and and whatever. And they thought yeah. it was just going to flop. So the only way it could do well if they got like a big name behind it a composer or whatever and so they just took a shot in the dark and he loved it and went for it Amazing. and that's that's well, that, again that's that's the score isn't it that, the, the home alone score is so so nice all of it all of it yeah. is just and it, it just it tra- that score absolutely transports me back to being a kid watching home alone for the mm. first time uh, so i suppose there's probably not much we you know well there's a lot you could say about john williams but there's probably Without getting into too much, what what what's everyone's favourite sort of almost memorable John Williams score? Jaws, probably. Apart from apart, I think you know what mine's going to be. Jaws. Yeah, Mark, yeah, go on then. <laughs> I know what Mark's is. <laughs> Jurassic Park, obviously. <laughs> In perfect tune there as well. <laughs> that's my favourite bit. That that's my favourite bit. That like French, it's a French horn, just on its own, just the French like this this huge huge orchestra, and you just get this one. French horn, and I always thought it was the very beginning of the film because if you ever go watch like a, an orchestra play it live, that's always like the first bit. But it's not; that's not the beginning of the film at all. Mm. But it's so cool; it's just this solo horn, yeah. like, da, 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 da. and it's just like I don't know, so mysterious. And then you get that huge theme. Ah, it's brilliant, cool, it's so good, well, so good. Well, that, I really like. So I, well, it is, but it's not. It's not. The uh, Imperial yeah. March. So from Phantom Menace, um, there's it, basically there's a a piece called Duel of the Fates, which is basically in Phantom Menace when Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon Jinn are fighting Darth Maul. You know, like the big, probably like the best lightsaber fight in all Star Wars. And there's it's called Duel of the Fates, and it's it's epic. Is that like, the? It, is, it, is it the? Is it that bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's like loads of chants and things like that. So that that's probably my favorite because it's it's still kind of classic John Williams, but it's a little bit different. It's a bit more aggressive, a bit more kind of percussive than than his standard like big theme. Do you know, like a motto theme? Motto theme? You having that, Mark? He's a he's a king of 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 light motif, though, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's a king of writing that big melody that everyone remembers and can sing. And you can see his influence in like everything now, you know, Alan Silvestri, um, uh, Giacchino, you know, these ones, you, you, you definitely see that kind of influence, even though people are doing slightly different things. It's still very like, you know, you can tell they grew up listening to John Williams scores. Yeah. So we kind of spoke about key, key sort of players there, but do we have, you know, your own favorite, scores from films i mean for me it'll be zimmer dark knight the dark knight because th- yeah. that 
it, it's that bit at the start where you get the Warner Brothers logo come up and it's um, and it's mm. uh, you just it's just sort of zooming in and you get the first first shot of the bank. Um, it just sort of sends chills da- down me because I know what's building up and it's that and it's that way that that sort of yeah. music goes with with that heist at the start builds up towards that sort of crescendo of seeing the Joker's face for the first time. Let's have a quick listen. No, I completely agree. Like it's 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 so definitive, isn't it? Like Yeah. Yeah, it's just wonderful, wonderful. Mark, other than some of the ones you spoke about, do you have like a, a favorite score or a favorite, you know, few few film scores? I, I mean, it, Zimmer, it's Lion King. I just think it's understated. I think it's so understated. Um, and uh, but I, I think it's Jurassic Park. It's 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 stereotypical, but it mm. is. I mean, yeah. he just knows how to work an orchestra. He just knows. He just knows how it's done. That's that's perfection for me. I've got a few. I've got a few that I like for like different reasons. So, um, do you remember? So, so Philip Glass did a, a song, well, a piece in the Truman Show called yeah. "Truman Sleeps." He's a minimalist composer, isn't he? Well, you can tell, can't you? So I really like that because it's and it, it's just a simple sort of piano piece, but it's so beautiful, and I think it really kind of encompasses like the film. Um, so I really like that one. But there's one, there's one for me that really sticks out, and you'll know exactly what it is as soon as you hear like the first like little bit of it. Are you ready? Well, it's 28 weeks later, but it, oh, I think cool. there's bits yeah. of it in 28 days later. Oh, it's cool. absolutely brilliant. Who does the Avengers <laughs> theme? Who does, Alan who Silvestri. Does oh. So he's like the big kind of new Williams, isn't he really? like? I, I don't know. I, I think Giacchino's the new Williams. Yeah. He, he, I, did, I, he did Rogue One, did Giacchino, I think. Rogue One and picked up some of the Star Wars. Yeah, he did Rogue One. He's done all the new Jurassic Parks. Uh, he's done the new Spider-Man's. Um, he's doing the new Batman. Is he? Oh no! Yeah, um, I did know that actually. Yeah. He's doing yeah, the new that's Batman. Gonna be really bad. Uh, but he's done. I mean, he, he, his early stuff was mainly Disney, and it's insane. Like uh, the Incredibles. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know that score, but that that is so it's like good. Sixties, isn't it? Yeah, sixties like kind of spy, stereotypical spy, but you know, just yeah. worked really well. Um, he did. Coco. I think we had this conversation last time. <laughs> Possibly. Well, we love Coco. He did Coco. I know you love Coco. Uh, he did that, and uh, and he did Up, yeah. and it's that opening oh. sequence to Up. Yeah, amazing, cool. wow. absolutely amazing. Wow. So I definitely, I just, I wanted to mention him before we finish because he 
for me, I think he's he, he's a new Williams. I think. Mm. So no, what can... I, I take back my point. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I think we've talked for forty minutes there on scores. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there we go. There's so much more we can say about film scores and how important they are. But, you know, I think Mark's nailed it there with all his points, especially with all the hands in the stuff, definitely. So thank you so much, Mark, for coming on and chatting away to us. Um, and then, yeah, next time we'll do uh, we'll do soundtracks from films. Eddie yeah. Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Oh. <laughs> Into the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Ah. Good stuff. Right, Brill. Well, thank you very much, Marco. Nice to see you, boys. Take it easy. So, new to Amazon this week is the long-awaited, air quotes, long-awaited sequel to Coming to America. Coming to America. (laughs) See what they did there? Wonderful. Wow. With a number two. So, we've got (laughs) Majority of the uh, returning cast from the first film. Uh, here's a little setup. The African monarch Akeem learns he has a long lost son in the United States and must return to America to meet his unexpected heir and build a relationship with his son. Um, it's sh- don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, let's just give a little bit, of, a little bit of context to those who might not have seen the original Coming to America. So, I watched Coming to America on Saturday morning, and uh, it's 1988. Uh, mm. Eddie Murphy, James Earl Jones, aka Mufasa, and Mufasa. Yeah. Uh, uh, what they tried to do with Coming to America is basically flip that on its head. So. Uh, Eddie Murphy's character, the Prince, I can't remember his actual name. What is his actual name? He's called Prince Akeem. Uh, He is living with his wife, spoiler, who he ended up with (laughs) from having met her in Queens, New York. And they are in Africa, and uh, he is the sort of prince. And his dad's on his way out, so he's going to be king. And they're worried about the fact he's only got daughters, he needs a successor. And they managed to sort of crowbar in this idea that he has, has actually got a son in Queens, New York, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that is sort of estranged and from a sort of one-night stand he had before he met his wife. And then it's flipped on its head, so you've got his son from Queens, who's a fish out of water in Africa, trying to sort of find his way. And I was thoroughly <sighs> bored. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's how I felt watching it. What was... Yeah. It was just... I just didn't care. I didn't care. It didn't need one a sequel, bit. and it's just one of those things. It just didn't need a sequel. It, the, the one redeeming factor is it was quite nice at the start to see all the characters again. Brilliant, great. Why didn't we just do a little, you know, comic relief special or something? We didn't yeah. need the rest of it. It was. It's just bad. Yeah. It's one of those. If they can't, you can tell the film's bad if they can't think of something to do. Somebody goes into a rap. And it's just, oh, it's just yeah. lazy. It was crude. What else? What else have I written about? It was. It? I'll tell you what. How you could tell it was so bad because it, it was like a bad tribute to the original. And you know they're struggling when they've got to use a lot of actual flashback footage from the original in order yeah. to sort of give the context for this one. Um, and you know, it's it was just naff. It was completely yeah. naff but not even in a good yeah. way. Sometimes things are naff in a good way. I'll tell you the best thing about it, CGI animals, which were genuinely better than in The Lion King. Other than that, yeah. crap. Yeah, absolute tosh. Oh, 
No, I, yeah, I'm a bit lost for words with it. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's big comeback. I wish he'd go back. Jesus. Hey. Like and, and as I texted you the other night, are we not way past having blooper reels in the credits? Yeah. Like, oh. you know what? It's one, it's one of them. It's like, it's like you see all these air quotes messages a mile off. The first thing they say is he's got three daughters, but he needs an heir. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, off, honestly, Greg, would you say this film was Terminator or The Dictator? The Dictator. Not seen it, but it yeah, rubbish. Um, where can we see this film, Greg? But don't. In fact, don't yeah. tell any. Don't tell anyone. PG tips. Okay, so this weekend, just by chance, our kids all decided they wanted to watch Finding Nemo separately. Uh, I think it was on TV. Yeah. My kids decided to watch it on Disney for our sort of Friday, uh, Sunday, sorry, cinema, cinema day. Uh, I can't believe, though, it's 2003. This film is 18 years old, uh, which is madness, really. Uh, so it was kind of, so it came after first and maybe, well, was the second Toy Story. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. not long after the second Toy Story, and so anyway, uh, Nemo is this young and now very iconic clownfish who lives with his father Marlin uh, on the Great Barrier Reef, and uh, despite sort of being um, like impeded by a lame fin, he wants to sort of explore, and Marlin, his dad, is sort of very overprotective of him, uh, and one day Nemo goes missing. It's, it's after this like first day of school, he basically gets sort of led astray i think there's a shot i touched the butt yeah uh so uh, there is there 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 is a quest that follows uh for marlin and his new friend dory to find nemo good the end (laughs) (laughs) yes i love finding nemo yeah man it's isn't it cool and, how the they, they do this classic Pixar thing of creating well not creating because it is like a under there is a world that does exist but even though it's underwater they just make this immersive world underwater. yeah like a working yeah a working environment I suppose or a, yeah with education great. Yeah, 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 yeah and all sorts yeah it's. There's so there's so many things to love about Finding Nemo. One, the animation is just beautiful, and like you're saying, 18 years old, and it still yeah. is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You've got an amazing cast, and again, fairly. I'm not going to say unknown because they're not unknowns. Obviously, you've got Ellen DeGeneres, but like, um, so Albert Brooks as Marlon isn't like massively known. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's 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 in sort of. If you know him, you know him. But you know, I'd probably say Willem Dafoe is the biggest name out yeah, of Gil. Uh, out of the cast. You know, as Gil. Hey, um, but the thing I like about it is, and how to word it, it's it's it does it slightly differently. And it's the first time they sort of do it, and it's from the parents' perspective, not from like the kids' perspective or like the you know the kids the toys' perspective. It's it's a dad who's yeah. lost his son. And that always sort of stuck with me. I was like, actually, although it's kind of presented in this, you know, almost like kid, kiddie sort of way, it's not, it's actually quite a grown up story. 
Yeah. And I, I, I just love that, and especially now as you know, as a parent, I, I really it resonates with me quite a lot. Um, what was the film we we did? We did one quite fairly recently, and it was more of a parent thing. And we were like, maybe, maybe it was The Incredibles. Can't quite remember. Uh, but it, it I, I'm enjoying going back and watching these films now as a parent, yeah. and watching them with my son, and actually appreciating, seeing a completely different side of it that actually I'd never really would have picked up on before and it's it's just yeah. lovely to see it's genuinely laugh out loud funny um yeah. you know dory you can't deny it dory is hilarious in in this oh, film yeah. all right it's been done to death now but she really was hilarious but there's just little things that mine mine you know yeah. those, those seagulls it's just brilliant uh yeah. these, these little crabs telling the story of of well the story of uh of marlon gets spread around the the ocean doesn't it and it's like a little montage of like uh the creatures yeah. in the sea like talk talking about it and i always love these two crabs talking and it's like and he goes down in this trench and i'm talking it's wicked dark out there and he just turns around and goes hey bob just like hey bob to his mate <laughs> it just, it just tickles me really yeah funny. yeah it's, yeah, very, it's very, it, very, very imaginative the whole thing and it's yeah uh, it, it's just got it's gorgeous it's, it's a gorgeous film so yeah mm. Do you know uh, Boo in uh, Monsters, Inc.? She's got a Nemo toy. And this is like a good few years before Finding Nemo came out. I love it that Pixar do stuff. Clever Pixar, man. Clever Pixar. Uh, Where can we see this film, Greg? Obviously available on Disney+. Plus. I would say just watch this. Don't watch the sequel because it's not very good. critic so i'm about to start watching tenet um i'm not feeling very hopeful going in because it's going to confuse the hell out of me and i'm going to get irritated but i promised greg i'd give it a go so here we go wish me luck so the cool thing here is ebony good luck yeah good luck ebony's watching it and then recording her notes live like nice. throughout the film, which nice. is pretty cool. It's something we've never had before for an everyone. Every, everyone's a critic. Um, so let's see how she's getting on. So I'm about an hour into Tenet, and as suspected, I don't have the first clue what's going on. I couldn't tell you anything about it at this point, except loving our paths, love that guy, and I'm, I really like the, the main guy as well. I don't know what he's called. John David Washington. Ex- no, no, but exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually. Oh no, he's he's not got a name, has he? He's he's just the protagonist. The protagonist. But yeah, don't have a clue. Every time they say something new, I'm still trying to work out what they said a few minutes ago. So I feel like I'm trying to play catch up the whole time. And yeah, it's going to be a long. It's going to be a long two and a half hours. So I'll check in again in an hour. Oh my god, that Kenneth Branagh guy is the biggest bastard. I hope he dies. I really hope he dies. Not actual. Wait, wait, Uncle not Ken. actual Uncle Ken. <laughs> uh, wow. He's uh, directing the Bee Gees biopic. How dare you? <laughs> I think you're referring to Sator. Um, Sator. Yeah. So I just saw, I don't want to say too much, but I just saw the bit where. Andre's got his wife on one side of the glass and the main guy's on the other side of the glass. 
I'm like, what the hell was that? What the hell just, what did I watch? I don't know if I'm just being really stupid. Like, I don't know. Was I supposed to understand what just happened? This film is making me feel really stupid. And so far, I'm not enjoying it. Every time I think I couldn't get more confused, like I do get more and more confused, I've kind of given up trying to understand now. Um, I'm kind of just watching watching pictures at this point. <laughs> I'm just watching <laughs> pictures at this point. Amazing. I like that. God bless you, everybody. She's, uh, she's not done yet, though. I think uh, we've got, just got the summary. So I've finished. Um, I don't really know what to say. Like, I think, I really think that I know less about it now than I did when I started. Um, I don't know. I just don't have the patience. I think if you have the patience and are willing to go back and do it again a couple times, then maybe it's probably really good. But for me, I can't. I can't watch it again. It. I just. I don't know. I would say I just don't know what to say. I did. I've never ever been so confused about anything before, and I just don't understand the point of making a film where you don't know what's happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's very clever. I guess I think it's probably quite clever that. To think of a story like that and to put it together, sure, but it was very, very inaccessible to me. And yeah, I can't say I loved it. I can't say I really enjoyed it, to be honest. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that. Um, quite worried about you airing that on your podcast, but still, yeah, I, d- I didn't love it. Um, Sorry, that wasn't very profound, but I, I struggle to talk about something that I didn't understand, you know. It's, it's a very difficult task. But there you go. There's my review. What does Ben think about Tenet? Has you seen it? Ben, what do you reckon of Tenet? Exactly. <laughs> think about it. Um, the thing I like about that review is it's just so genuine. It's so genuine. Yeah. And, and, and also, I completely appreciate how anyone would have those feelings watching that film. Mm-hmm. I happen to love it. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And to be fair, I've seen it three times, and that's the only reason I've got a fair idea of yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, so I get that completely. Yeah, I watched it for the second time the other week and got a lot more from it. I still don't know whether I love it or not. I, well, we said last week, do we? I don't think it's a, a, a you know a classic, but um you know, it's it's a bold film. How cool to make a film that how cool to make a film that actually requires multiple viewings in order to understand. Yeah. So, uh, amazing. Thank you for that Ebony. Absolutely brilliant. If you want to send us a review for next week's Everyone's a Critic, please do it. If you want to do a little watch along and send us a review, fantastic. Let's go for that as well. Martin, set your homework, Dave. Uh, and that's, yeah, that sounds sorry, like man, sun is going time. absolutely crazy. Wonderful, <laughs> lovely to hear the joy in your house. Um, in a in a continuation of our, it must our, be the new carpets. Yeah, all right, fair enough. In a continuation of our 
<laughs> continuation of our bid to uh, sort of fill in the gaps in your uh, 2020 watching. There's uh, another film that I managed to catch, uh, which I really quite enjoyed uh, that you've not seen yet, and that's uh, Birds of Prey, uh, parentheses, and the fantabulous <laughs> emancipation of one Harley Quinn, which uh, yeah. the reason I want, want you to watch it is because I think it, it says a lot that on the sort of... Uh, on the back of Suicide Squad, this is the one thing that sort of survived, really. Mm. And it's Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's something very different from a sort of superhero film. I really like, uh, I, re- I really, really like the character. But uh, one thing I really, really enjoy is the is the palette. We'll speak about it mm. a lot more next week. But yeah, go ahead and watch it. Where can I see this film, Greg? You can see Birds of Prey parentheses on the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn on Sky Go or Now TV. Sky Cinema or Now TV, sorry. I don't have either of them. On the box! Okay then, Greg. What is on the box for you this week? So, uh, I'm going for something a little bit different. Something we've spoken about before, though. Uh, 3.30 on Saturday, 3.30 in the afternoon on Saturday, yeah. on Channel 5, Oliver! Exclamation mark. Nice, I yeah. thought you'd do that. I saw that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so we spoke about this kind of around Christmas, didn't we, when we were doing our Radio Times, and I, w- I think I watched it on, like, New Year's Day or something, oh, a little nice. bit worse for wear. Excellent yeah, it, film. Yeah, and I've said before, reason it means so much to me is when I just remember my granddad having the soundtrack on vinyl and uh, going around to his house and him playing it for me because he knew I liked it. Uh, so amazing, yeah. fantastic. Well, I I've gone for two. Okay, okay. and two. and but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, so genuine film to watch. Okay. If you've not, I don't know why people wouldn't have seen this film. Wednesday the seventeenth on Five Star. Okay. Yeah. 11.40 p.m. Okay. Wes Craven's horror masterpiece, Scream. All right, cool. Yeah. 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 Good. One of the best slasher films ever made. Brilliant sort of postmodern horror film. Watch it. Okay. Wonderful. However, I've got another one for you. Go on. Okay. Saturday at 9 o'clock on the Horror Channel, which I think is, uh, (laughs) is, must be a free to view. Yeah. Ultraviolet. This is the oh, film that Lever was talking about the other week. Oh, watch it for yourselves. Honestly, it's an experience. I think I, I would. I recommend everybody watch it, just because you will not believe this piece of shit got made. So there, there you go. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> if you watch these films, or if you're watching anything else on TV this week, let us know. Uh, send us your comments. Send us your reviews for next week's What's on the Box. Deadpool's also on tonight, nine p.m. on E4. I know. Yeah, I know. It's that. Yeah. Uh, Max yeah. hasn't seen Deadpool two yet, and I've I think that's Deadpool on. Uh, it's not as good, but it's it is it's good fun. It is good. Okay. Fun. Should we have our <laughs> song? Go on, Arthur's song. The sun goes down. The sun goes up. The sun goes down. The moon goes down, the moon goes up, the moon goes down, when it's sun time, it won't appear. Bill, 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 bill
build, 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 and people go walk everywhere I want. Build, 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 build. The earth goes spinning round and round. We live in the UK. Build, 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 build. You can also see some other places if you're in space. If you're in space, you can also twirl the earth round. Is that the end? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It's amazing. Cool. So there we go. Forty episodes, Greg. Wow. Wow. Does it Would feel, you believe it? Feel an episode more than thirty-nine. Wow. Was a all the <laughs> well. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's taken us two and a half hours. No, nearly three hours to record this episode. Oh my god. It's uh yeah, I feel bad for you, man. We have uh like no pressure, but the episode drops in about seven hours and yeah. Oh, it's 8 PM. Not everything's gonna make it, I think. <laughs> I'll just start like just cutting random bits out just to I'm save time. Bafters, see you later. <laughs> yeah, and it, if it's is it if it feels a little bit rougher than previous weeks, then um, Dave hasn't stayed up late enough to make a proper effort at it. Yes, and I had quite a rough night last night as well, so I'm pretty tired already. <laughs> anyway, what's the weekend got in store for you? Greg? What is the weekend looking like? I don't know. Um, nope. It's Mother's no, Day. Good. Mother's Day on Sunday. It is Mother's Day. So it is. I, I, I guess... I don't know. It's it's double difficult to remember Mother's Day as 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 a dad, because, <laughs> especially a dad of young kids, because you've got to do the you've got to do all the sorting out yeah. for your kids, and you've got to mm. do sorting out getting something for your own mother. Yeah. Not that I resent yeah. either of those things. I love I, I, I love showing <laughs> my appreciation to both my wife and my mother on the same mm. day. But yeah, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> um. Believe it or not, got some more decorating to do. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. so that's you can't really plan a bit anything. more of that. You can't really plan anything at the moment, can you? No, I know. We can't even, like, yeah, we can't go too far away from the no. house. Well, no. the hospital, I suppose. No. <laughs> but you can't really do that anyway, so it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all we've good. Some, we've got some films to watch. We're going to watch Cherry on Apple TV, aren't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Tom Holland film. Uh, mm. I'm not sure what else is coming out, but. Yeah, some bits and bobs. We'll see. Yeah, but... mm, definitely. Cool. It so may be Tarantino next. Tarantino week next week. We'll it see. May, it may well be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, password oh, this week. Something yeah. Nemo password. related. Yeah, password is a clownfish or a clown. A clownfish. Huh? Or a clown? Or, a, or a cl- a clown. oh no, I don't want people sending me clowns. <laughs> clown. Yeah, man. No. Send David no. scary clown. Ah, uh, come on! Yeah, do it. <laughs> Freak him out. Dick. Send him. Oh, what well. time do you go to? What time do you go to bed? Like, well, o'clock? tonight I don't bloody know. <laughs> After send, him clown, send him a clown around about ten p.m. just before he's about to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always stay up well later than me. I always like wake up the next morning and like quite a few texts from you. I am. Yeah, I was well gone by that point. Yeah, night owl, anyway. owl. Uh I've also. Well, I'm also early bird. I, I took great pleasure in watching the demise of Piers Morgan this week live. In <laughs> I watched it on Monday, and I'm thinking, you you 
not going to keep your job talking like that. And mm. then I watched him on Tuesday thinking, oh, he's just walked off set. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then good. Later good on. Oh, he's quick. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That man. That man needs bloody burning at the stake for yes. the crimes he's done. Terrible, terrible human being. Poor anyway, guy. Meghan that's for Mark- another time. Meghan Markle was mean to him and cut him out. Yeah. Did you, did you watch the interview, by the way? Uh, well, bits of it. I don't really care. Oh, I quite enjoyed that it. Much. I quite enjoyed it. Like, mm, it is yeah. what it is. I, yeah, maybe now is not the <laughs> not the place yeah. to yeah. to get into that. But yeah, there you go. I yeah. mean, it's fascinating. I love pop. Like, I'm re- I, pop culture just like draws me in. But like, it, I don't yeah. know. It's a bloody circus, I, I isn't it? Feel, yeah, but that's what I feel. I do feel for him because he was born into it, and he and he obviously want he's wanted out his whole life. You can tell he just wanted a normal life. Poor bugger. Mm. And then you know mm. it's been very difficult for him. Anyway, should we let people? Get anyway, now we're probably like yeah. I think it's for the best. Two hours shown at this rate. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Right. Well, have yourself a lovely weekend. You Thank too. you, everybody, for listening to 40 weeks of us ranting on about movies. We yep. love doing it, and I'm glad people still listen. So that's, that's Here's to the next 40. <laughs> All right. Yeah, boy. See you later. Love Cheers, you. Bye. 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 everybody it's 20 past 12 on friday uh the 12th in the morning i've just finished editing you're welcome